0: In the 19th century, London was one major construction site. Apart from the continuing work needed for the repair and updating of utilities, laying gas mains, renewing sewers, changing water pipes from wood to iron, there was the building of the first underground lines and the creation of hundreds of new streets. During the building of the Holborn Viaduct, Holborn was for three years reduced to one lane of traffic. The Daily News reported... The remainder of the roadway is a place given up to contractors, diggers and builders, to navvies and bricklayers, to carts and wheelbarrows, to piles of materials for masonry and huge frames of timber. Contemporary Londoners will be familiar with this picture. Crossrail, the east-west train line from Reading to Shenfield, running through central London, is currently the biggest railway infrastructure project in Europe. It began construction in May 2009. After many delays, it is hoped that the central portion of the Elizabeth Line, as it is now called, will open in 2021. That is over 10 years of disruptive works around the centre of the city. At the time of writing, the disruption is compounded by the West End project, which includes turning the north-south highways of Gower Street and Tottenham Court Road into two-way roads. Like many major cities, London is in a constant state of transition. In 2020, the closure alternately of the southbound and northbound routes on Regent Street caused yet another diversion for buses, taking long-suffering drivers and less patient passengers on very circuitous routes. On one of these diverted, but not diverting, journeys, I commiserated with the bus driver. I don't know how you cope. I don't know how I'm still alive. They get one lot to dig up the road, then the gas, electricity, fibre, broadband people or whoever come and do their bit – and then they have to wait for the whole fillers in. And then they dig it up all over again. The surrounding roads are jammed by frustrated drivers. Pedestrians contend with long, uneven and changing walkways caged in metal netting to keep them from the ongoing roadworks. An obstacle race that is hard for any pedestrian, let alone someone whose sight or other faculties are impaired. On a smaller but still significant scale, the demolition and refurbishment of buildings are adding to the changing face of the city and disruption to residents' lives. History is ever-present in such work. One man, working on the refurbishment of a 19th-century pub, complained that all the floors and walls in the building were tilting. He pointed over the road and said, There was bomb damage there. Development provides a big opportunity for work. Mayhew estimated that there were 80,000 construction workers in London. By the 1860s, more than 10% of the city's adult male population was employed in the building trade. Today, too, the streets are full of those working in construction. According to a parliamentary briefing paper in December 2019, there are 346,000 construction industry jobs in London. The larger contractors generally promote environmental policies and have active corporate social responsibility programmes. Pay varies considerably. At the high end, skilled labourers typically earn from £120 to £150 per day. The unskilled workforce consists almost exclusively of foreign labour. In 2018, 28% of workers in the industry were from EU countries and 7% were non-EU nationals. The pay for unskilled labour ranges from the national minimum wage, as of April 2020, £8.72 per hour for those aged 25 and over, to the London living wage, £10.75. The workers are provided with reasonable welfare facilities on site, including subsidised canteens. They are expected to work hard and are often hired through umbrella companies, which means that, while they have basic employment rights, they have no job security or guaranteed employment. But, for most of these workers, the pay is still significantly higher than anything they can get in their home countries. Apart from the big companies, the sector includes an unusually high number of unregistered businesses, typically self-employed contractors. As a result, it's difficult to get accurate figures for average weekly earnings in the industry. It is also hard to know whether there will be enough workers from these sources once the post-Brexit changes to migration are in force.